Welcome to the Beers and Bible Podcast, a podcast that explores God's Word while enjoying the fruits of God's creation. You can find us on Instagram at Beers and Bible underscore, on Facebook by searching Beers and Bible Podcast, and on Twitter at Beers and Bible P1. You can also email us at Beers and Bible Podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoy what you hear on Beers and Bible, please consider leaving a five-star rating and a review on your podcast platform to help us promote this podcast. Billy Currington summed it up well when he said, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. So let us join our hosts, Michael and Anthony, for this week's discussion. Welcome to episode number 152 of the Beers and Bible Podcast. I am Michael. And I'm Anthony. And we are excited to take a short break from our normal book-by-book study of the Bible. Not really a study, just kind of walking through the Bible book-by-book overviews. Um, We're going to spend the next few weeks focusing on Advent Mm -hmm. and the Christmas season, something we've never done. Yeah. As we, a usually, podcast. we usually take a couple of breaks off at this time of year just to That's true. <laughs> regroup and figure out what we're doing next. But since we have what we're doing next already like laid out for another year or so. Um, <laughs> we know what we're doing. <laughs> yep. We figured now would be a good time to take a short break from that and spend a few weeks here talking about Advent and what it means for Christmas and how we can uh, interact with that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get to that here in a little bit. But first, like we do every week, Anthony, what's going on? Man, it's been a busy week. End of the month, uh, stuff happening. We're rolling Mm -hmm. into December. We're officially past Thanksgiving now, um, into December, doing all of the December things, Christmas time, decorating. Um, I came home tonight and my wife is rearranging the house and I don't mean like she's moving chairs in the living room around. I mean, like she pulled all of the furniture out of a bedroom and put it in another bedroom. And I was like, okay, I've got to go do some recording later. <laughs> so <laughs> why, 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 why? Um, yes, that, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. You are exactly right. Yes. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> we haven't started decorating yet. We will probably do that this coming weekend. Um, Thanksgiving. We usually do it the weekend of Thanksgiving, but this year mm-hmm. was just a little crazy with um, just how things fell and I had some yard work I had to do to be able to prep for. Isn't it weird doing yard work in December or like the end oh, of November? It is. It's very <laughs> weird. It was almost cold. It's um, so we're recording the night after like those bad storms came through like the southeast and all that. Oh, yeah. And it's supposed to be like super cold tonight because that mm-hmm. was a cold front. So that'll be fun. Um, but we're get, it's going to start. You know, so tomorrow is December 1st. That's right. For Anthony and I um, and everyone, I guess. But <laughs> technically, it's December 1st for everybody. But this won't come out until like December 9th or something like yeah, that. So, so. <laughs> anyway, so so we're, we're getting into December. We're excited for the Christmas season um, nice. and all that comes with that. So. But let's get into our beer review. Um, let's so drink some Anthony, beer. let's do it. So Anthony and I decided to try to find Christmas themed beers for to this go along Advent with series. Our Christmas to, go, to go with the Advent series, <laughs> yeah. Um, Anthony's already locked and loaded for the next three weeks. I'm going to have to go to a different yes. store because the store I went to had like two, and <laughs> one of them I can get anywhere. So, 
Um, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what you are sipping on tonight? Tonight, uh, this is Michael inspired. Um, so it, the one thing I found was it was hard to avoid. There, there were actually a bunch of Christmas ales or Christmas beers at the store I went to, but they were all IPAs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. nope, nope, we're going to pay attention. We're not getting IPAs this time. We're not going to waste our money like we did last time. And so I hunted and I found a few that I'm going to review over the next few weeks. But for tonight, um, this thing is fun. And mostly because I love the movie, Mr. Grinch, the, how the Grinch stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so this one is called Seasick Crocodile. Mm. And it is a sour ale, Michael inspired. There you go. Yes. With cranberries, ginger, cinnamon, and nutmeg. I don't know if I'm going to love this or not love this. That just that sounds like Christmas. It does. The can looks like Christmas. It's got a like Santa crocodile mm-hmm. chasing a Santa. It's what, all green and what red. Are, what are the ingredients in yours again? So uh, cranberries, ginger, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Okay. So cinnamon and nutmeg would be like apple cider ish yeah. type flavors, and then mm-hmm. cranberries and ginger. I'm I'm not real sure. <laughs> That's and uh, who's the, uh, what's the brewery there? Oh, yeah. So it's Prairie Ales, uh, Prairie Artisan Ales, and they are in, let me see, I looked them up, um, but it did not tell me where they are. Um, oh, they're in uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Cool. So Prairie Ales from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, I love their little uh, write-up on their website. It says, you're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. That's amazing. <laughs> so comes in at 6.3 ABV, and I'm pretty excited about it. I, it's, I'm either going to love it or hate it. One of the two. So well, what are you awesome. drinking? So tonight I am drinking also a new brewery to the podcast from Victory uh, Brewing Company based in Downington, Pennsylvania. I am drinking the Mary Muggy. Mary Monkey, uh, Belgian style ale. That's and that's why this is why I asked you to repeat the ingredients because mm-hmm. mine has cranberry, uh, orange peel, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Dude, so the only thing that's different <laughs> is the mine has orange peel, yours has ginger. Ginger, which is, I mean, eh, I guess that is a little bit different because ginger's kind of spicy and orange peel is going to be kind of bitter. Yeah, so um, mine comes in at ten percent ABV. Um, that's uh, that's a, that's going to be a little high. Um, the mo- that, I don't know if I showed you the bottle, but it's got like a classy looking monkey. Dude, that's awesome! Like just a dapper looking <laughs> monkey drinking, <laughs> drinking, drinking a beer, <laughs> drinking. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, sweet. Oh, there, there was a description. Sorry. Um, Belgian-style holiday ale combines the beloved flavor profile of Golden Monkey, which I guess is another one of their beers. Yeah, I've with, seen Golden Monkey from them. With notes of cranberry, orange peel, cinnamon, and nutmeg to deliver a delightfully smooth finish. Perfect for merry gatherings with family and friends. Um, And that's it. Sweet. So I'm excited about that. I love, as much as I don't like the, like, how excited people get for Christmas, like, in November... Like I do like really enjoy, yeah, like you. <laughs> um, I really do enjoy Christmas and Christmas time. Like we've already watched um, the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh yeah, like three or four times. <laughs> I love that it's, movie. It's November thirtieth. 
think we watched it two or three nights in a row, actually. So um, when your four-year-old looks at you and says, can we watch The Grinch? Um, yes. Yes, of we course can. we can, buddy. So, all right. Well, let's crack our beers open. Um, you have a can. I actually have a bottle tonight. I, like I said, the store I went to did not have great selection, <laughs> and I will not be going back there to find <laughs> Christmas beer. They actually usually have great selection. I was just, I lucked out or didn't luck out on the Christmas. So, on the Christmas stuff. Let's, let's crack them open and see what we got. Let's do it. Here we go. Three, two, one, crack. Oh, jeez. This thing smells like a Christmas air freshener. Mine smells like a <laughs> like a um, Hobby Lobby. <laughs> that, that's what mine smells like. Yes, uh, mine, mine smells like Hobby Lobby. It's got to be the cinnamon and nutmeg. I wonder if they flavor their stores with cinnamon and nutmeg. Dude, I think ours are like almost the same color. Is is yours have like a red flavor? I can't really tell. Uh, there's sort mine. of. My, mine's mine's a little uh, more pale than that. I don't know if you can see it. Mine has these little particulates floating little, around little in flo- it. Little floaties, little floaters here. <laughs> I well, feel like there's there might be some down in the bottom that I'm like not getting out or something. You're missing out on. Um, yeah. I can see in mine there's nothing in the bottom. So, all right. Well, there's only one way to find out how good they are, and that's to turn them up and drink them. So let's do it. Do it. Cheers. I think sours are growing on me more and more. They must be because you've gotten them like a few times here recently. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you feel about yours, but I think I can nail mine down pretty fast. Okay. Um, this is this is actually really good. Um, it's I'm gonna go ahead. It's not five Luthers to me. It's not. It's not that good, but it is really good. The I can get the ginger, and I can get the cinnamon and the nutmeg. The one I'm missing that I'm kind of, which I'm wondering if that's like what the particulates are, little like little chunks of cranberry or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I can get just the s- slightest bit of cranberry. Maybe that's what they were going for. But cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, I get all of those. And the combination is actually really good. This this reminds me of, um, have you ever had wassail? Mm-mm. Okay, so wassail is like, it's apple juice and you put something, it's like apple cider vinegar. You put a bunch of cinnamon and and it's basically like spiced apple juice that you cook with with oranges mm-hmm. and and you I, I know what you're talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it tastes kind of like that to me like it's real it's real similar to that and i'm wondering like that may be the cinnamon the nutmeg coming through hmm. um because the ginger i think would have a, a slightly apple juice ish flavor um maybe not exactly but but that's kind of where i put it but the flavor of this thing is actually really good, really balanced. This would be a great dessert beer. No, okay. like you've had dinner, you're done, and you just want to have. You're gonna sip on something like this. Is, this would be a great dessert beer. Um, it's got a good flavor. The sour, like I said, the sour style I think is growing on me because it's 
it's a tartness, but it's still got a little bit of that sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a great balance of that back and forth, like tarty, sour-ish slash sweet um, kind of flavor profile. And so consistency is great. I mean, this this is a really good beer, and it's just not quite five Luthers for me. So I'm going to give it four and a half Luthers is what I'm going to give this thing. Okay. Um, it's good. And, and I'm, I'm actually a little sad that it only came in a four pack and only have three Mm. more left after this. (laughs) Yeah. So, because it is pretty good and I can see why, uh, they actually say on their website that this is a, uh, one of the top sellers, uh, one of their highly rated beers of the Christmas season. So I guess they make this every year at Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, Prairie Ales, 4.5, four and a half Luthers. Uh, great job on the seasick crocodile. I love the name because I love the movie Mr. Grinch. So everything's good with this thing. Four point four and a half. What you got? I got a mustache hair stuck <laughs> on my tongue. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? It is. So Mary Monkey. Um something about it is off, and I can't tell you what it is because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like the flavors are all there, but they're not working together for me personally. And it may be because it's this Belgian style thing. I think I remember if I remember right, I'm not a huge fan of Belgian style beers. It's true. Your wife is because she likes Blue Moon, but yeah, I'm not a huge fan of. Well, let her try one, see what she thinks. She already wanted to try one, and I don't know if she ended up having one or not because my older son was very clingy tonight. Um, <laughs> so. It's not bad. I just don't think it's for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really get the cranberry or the cinnamon. Um, well, that stinks. Yeah. It's kind of... I almost feel like the nutmeg is... I feel like I'm all I'm tasting is nutmeg. Yeah. Which is a little disappointing. Yeah, which... I, I mean, the nutmeg flavor is a, is a little bit bitter and just kind of by itself. Yeah. Not really getting cinnamon at all. Um, I mean, if I had no expectations going into it, this would probably get a little higher rating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still like it still has good flavor. It, it tastes good. It's surprisingly smooth and like ten percent ABV. Like it doesn't feel like a ten percent, which could yeah maybe gets you in trouble if you're not careful. <laughs> True that. Um, but I think I'm gonna have to. I don't want to be a Grinch, so I'm not going to rate it too low. Um, I'll give it three and a half Luthers just okay. on its, just based on like its flavor by itself. I can set what my expectations were <laughs> aside. If I was putting that into consideration, I'd maybe go down to like three or two and a half, but I'm not going to do that. I'll give it three and a half Luthers out of five. It's Michael's feeling generous. It's that decent. I mean, it is it is that time of year. So it is that time of year. Um yeah. I, I just I just wish that the flavors had maybe been married together a little bit better. Yeah. It seems a little imbalanced to me, but still decent. Like and maybe I need to drink their um I think I read that it's like a, a like a Christmas version of their of their another one of their beers so maybe i need to drink that and compare it and see how they how the two you know match up that way yeah three and a half luthers 
we've always said three and a half is a good, not great rating. That's Anything right. from three to four is a good, not great rating. That's right. You so, probably enjoy a three and a half if you go get one. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah. We would not recommend anything that's gotten lower than a three and a half or a three. That's, yeah. Anything lower than a three for sure. And don't. Uh, and then if it got a three, that would need to be a. It's like rating something PG-13. Viewer discretion is advised. Yes. <laughs> Drinker discretion <laughs> is advised. So. Is advised. You may or may not like this. <laughs> so uh, the seasick crocodile from Prairie Ales getting four and a half Luthers from Anthony mm-hmm. and Mary Monkey from Victory Brewing getting three and a half Luthers from me this week. There's our beer review. And after we take this short break, we are going to jump into our Advent series, study, discussion, holiday hoobie wuddy. That's what what we're going to (laughs) do. That was amazing. You like that Grinch callback? That was was awesome. So there you go. (laughs) But um, but stick, stick around with us and we will be right back after this short break. Welcome back to our three-week kind of topical-ish discussion here. We're going to talk about Advent for the next few weeks. Um, And tonight, we're going to do some... We're just going to kind of set up what Advent is. Um, We're going to talk about it, kind of how it's developed a little bit. Not a like major history lesson here, but um, why churches should celebrate it, why they do celebrate it. Um, It is not... Advent is not Christmas, just just so we're clear about that. It's two completely distinct holidays advent takes up the entire christmas season um and there is a little bit of history behind why advent is celebrated as a christian holiday now whereas 2000 years ago it probably wasn't yeah and so and of course they didn't they didn't celebrate christmas either because you know it wasn't like oh jesus is born christmas you know now we call it christmas but they didn't call it that back then so mm-hmm. um but what is Advent and why do we celebrate it? So the word Advent actually comes from a Latin word, Adventus. I know that's crazy how they do that, um, but it just simply means coming. You know, to uh, to come to appear. Um, it translates to the Greek word, and if if you've, I think we may have talked about this, the parousia, um, which is the the revealing, the the showing, is what that word means. Uh, the parousia, um, or some people call it parousia. Um, my Greek professor said parousia, so that's the way I say it. <laughs> Fair enough. Take, take that as it is. Um, but as this holiday or celebration, however you want to label it, scholars, um, they they go back to the 4th and 5th century, and specifically in Spain and Gaul, um, Advent was a season of preparation for the baptism of new Christians. Now, I'm I'm not going to dive into this, but if you ever want to learn something really, really interesting, study new church baptism practices because it is completely different from the way we as a church celebrate baptism today in in the mm-hmm. modern context. Um, 
So just just do a little research on that because it's really interesting. It's really convoluted, even in some ways, the things that they did, the rituals that they went through. But it was all done out of a like a respect for what baptism meant. Yeah. Um, back in the day, because I mean, baptism was a, is an outward sign. It was a it was a believers baptism thing. It was something that believers did, and it was taken very very seriously. You know. Now we do it to try to get number counts up. But back then it was something that if you did it, like you think of today, it would be a Muslim accepting Christ as their savior. Like that would be the the parallel. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were renouncing everything that you came from and, and confessing Christ as your Lord. And baptism was kind of like this final sign. So um, in, in the fourth and fifth centuries, they had this season of preparation for new Christians, and it would end, typically, it would start in December, it would end in January with the Feast of Epiphany. Um, and so what they would celebrate during this time is they would celebrate um, God's incarnation, represented in three different things, the visit of the Magi to the baby Jesus that we saw, you see in Matthew 2, Jesus's baptism in the Jordan by John the Baptist, you see that in John uh, chapter 1, you see it in Matthew chapter 3, it's a couple of other places, and then Jesus's first miracle uh, which is the wedding feast where Jesus turned water into not grape juice. Um, and he turned it into wine and it was real wine because the guy said it was the best wine. So take that as you will. Um, but it was, it, it was a full, you were celebrating coming all the way through this, this process of becoming a Christian. Mm -hmm. And that's what Advent was. And so, um, that's kind of like, what sets it up. So kind of keep walking us through what they would do after they would get to this section. So during this whole season of preparation that Anthony was just talking about, these uh, new believers, these new Christians would spend 40 days in penance. They'd spend time in prayer and they would fast. And that's in preparation for the celebration. Mm -hmm. Um. And this is where we get this idea that there's little, if any, connection between the celebration of Advent and celebrating the birth of Jesus at Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, but by the time we get to the 6th century, you see um, you have Roman Christians who have tied Advent to the coming of Christ, but not the first coming, mm -hmm. not the coming of in the manger with the uh, wise men and all like that whole that scene is not what they're they're uh, yeah <clears throat> they're thinking of here, um, but his second coming in the clouds as the judge of the world and um and then it's not really until the Middle Ages that we get this idea that um Advent is linked to or is not not that it is linked but that it was linked to yeah Jesus's first coming at in Bethlehem mm -hmm. at Christmas time. So, um, and then we see, we really see that the promise for Israel and the church is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like that is the, he is the promise. And the, the promise is that the Lord has come to earth and will arrive again. And this is what we really do celebrate when we, uh, when we go through the Advent season. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it all goes back to that that word that we talked about at the very beginning, the the Adventist or Advent or the Parousia. Um, it means the coming, the revealing, the showing, um, all of these things. And so when you when you think about 
the coming of Christ and the birth of Christ as an advent of something new, as as the the start of something new. Mm-hmm. That's really where um, this idea of Advent and the celebration of Advent comes in. And so the the history of Advent kind of kind of paints a little different picture than than what we're used to, but. Mm-hmm. In modern days, we celebrate Advent kind of, especially churches, we celebrate it a very specific way. And so typically what would happen if you go to a church or if you're involved in a church that celebrates Advent, this is usually what happens. They read, and while they're reading, they light a candle, and then they pray. And it takes like four minutes. And it's it's really cool, and it, and it allows some time for reflection, but I honestly think it's like in the churches that I've been in that have done the Advent wreath and all that, like I feel like it's another thing that they just kind of like do mm-hmm. and it's kind of lost some of its, its meaning. And, and I mean, I think about what I talked about earlier with baptism, baptism used to be a 40 day ritual. Yeah. You know, now it's a, a now it's see how many people we can baptize in 40 seconds. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> yeah. It, we, it sounds, it seems like we've lost a lot of the why behind the, the ritual mm-hmm. and and this is like across the board in a lot of what we yeah. you know how when think about things like communion like does your pastor sit like stop and say this is what the bread and the juice mean yeah and this is what communion is to be for believers yeah or baptism or advent if your church mm-hmm. does advent like I don't think I've ever been a part of a church that did the Advent thing, <laughs> which I mean, kind of feels like I'm missing out on a, like an important, a very important thing. So it's um, really, it's really cool. Um, if you do it, if you celebrate it, it's a, it's a cool thing. And if you dive into it, you can mm-hmm. learn a lot, um, just about the whole Christmas season. And so, so it's yeah. a lot of fun. But so let's talk just kind of about each one of these little, little, things that they do. So the first thing that they would do is they would have a reading. Yeah. Okay. Every Sunday, um, a lot of times some of this stuff is pre kind of pre-prepared for, and they would pick a family out in, in the church a lot of times. And that family would do the reading. Um, a lot of times there's a scripture verse involved along with, you know, some type of little short paragraph kind of summarizing or talking about whatever the theme is for that week. Mm-hmm. And then there are four themes that you would focus on each week as you light one of the candles. And then um, if you've seen an Advent wreath, you know that there are five candles. So you're like, well, okay, well, when do you light the, the fifth candle? Um, you light the fifth candle, which is the center candle, and it's always white uh, on Christmas Eve. And so you do the four Sundays before Christmas and then the fifth candle on Christmas Eve. Mm. Um, and And that's the... Because that is the what we would say we would call the advent of Christ. And so that you like that last candle there. But each week you hit a theme, and the four themes are hope, peace, love, and joy. Joy and love. It not necessarily in that order. Um, and then there I've seen, I was kind of looking around. Some other churches do different, they use different words, but they're all really kind of centered around those four themes: hope, peace, mm-hmm. joy, and love. Um, and so you would have this reading. So week one, you're going to have a reading about hope. Um, you're going to you're going to read something about hope. You're going to talk about how Christ is your hope, and then you're going to offer a prayer. Yeah. And and uh, 
during the week, a lot of times what churches will do and what I've seen churches do is they'll offer like daily readings that are centered around each theme for each week. Right. And so you, it's something that you can do as a family at home, and then you can join together in corporate worship with a family together. One of the things I actually love about Advent is that it always makes the worship service kind of a more, much more family-oriented thing. Um, it gives a chance for the little kid to, you know, light the candle, use the use the big lighter to light the candle. And they always think that's really cool or something, you know. Um, or you give uh, a teenager an opportunity to read in front of the church. And and that's, you know, it's just it's family uniting activities. And I feel like a lot of our churches need more things like that in their worship services, because mm-hmm. so many times and I think we've talked about this. It's a divide and conquer mentality where it's like, oh, you send the teenagers over there, you send the adults into this room, you send the children over there, and we split every, you walk onto the campus, you split everybody up, they do their own little worship thing, and then they come back together and get in the car and leave, you know? And so Advent is a time to to really break that monotony, and, and churches could use this as an opportunity mm-hmm. to break that monotony um, and try to do things m- more like this more times than Advent, you know, if it works yeah. at Advent, keep doing it. Yeah. Those, so, those, the moments are really memorable. I think. Yeah. Like, like how important would it, like it would change that little, like five-year-old's life. If he got to light a candle, mm-hmm. Cause you know, he ain't doing it at home. <laughs> Probably not. And then, you know, for a teenager <laughs> to get up in front of the church and read mm-hmm. for the whole church, like that, that could be very impactful and not just in the church, but in the life of that person in the yeah. life of the teenagers. So yeah, you're right. I mean, I think thinking back on it, you know, maybe the churches I've been, a, I've been involved with or been a part of, they've missed that mark mm-hmm. of allowing, not, not allowing, um, I would say it's almost like succumbing to cultural pressure. Yeah. You know, it's like a consultant comes in and says, this is what you have to do to be a successful church. And then churches just kind of buy it hook, line and sinker and go do it. Yeah. And we've been doing it in churches for 50 years. You yeah. know, this is, it's not something that's happened in the last five years. This has been 50 to 75 years in the making and the modernization of society. Yeah. You know, everything in our, in our life, compartmentalizes us. I mean, we put TVs in our bedroom. We put screens in front of our kids. I I mean, I do this all the time. It's like, oh my gosh, I just need you to be quiet. Go get your iPad and be quiet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we do that all the time. (laughs) We we had a, we had a problem with our son this morning trying to get him out the door because he Mm -hmm. was, you know, on mama's phone looking, just looking at all the pictures that she has on her phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's something he likes to do. And it's like, oh, it's time to go. And he lost his mind. So it's, yeah. <laughs> we need to have more like, and like you said, you're guilty of stuff like this. I'm guilty mm-hmm. of this too. Like we need to have more intentional family time. Yes. That is directed at spending time, like talking about or, learning about or reading about Mm -hmm. who Jesus is, what Jesus did for us. Yeah. Why it's important that like my four-year-old doesn't really comprehend what Christmas is really about. 
mm-hmm. but I need to start planting those seeds now. Yeah. Because if I don't, he's going to be eight, 10, 12 years old and I'm going to have to undo. <laughs> unprogram all the programming. Unprogram all the programming. <laughs> and he's got a little brother too. So it's like, I've got, I need to start. I need to do a better job yeah. of teaching my kids. And me and my wife had to talk about that this week, actually. Like, we need to do a better job in our home yeah. of teaching our kids why church is important, why mm-hmm. why we say we follow Jesus, why we do what we do. So Yeah. Why do we get up every Sunday and go to mm-hmm. a building and sing songs and listen to a teaching and come home? You know, why Why is it that we do? It's not just that, that we do them. Why do we do them? Mm-hmm. You know, and things like Advent can be a catalyst for mm-hmm. doing things like that. You know, and, and I hate to be the guy that's like, oh, you should make a New Year's resolution and and spend devotion with your family five nights a week, 30 minutes a night. You know, no, don't do, don't don't make something ridiculous like that. You'll never mm-hmm. live up to that standard. Right. But set a goal. You know, once a week, we're going to shoot for five minutes and we're going to read God's word for five minutes together as a family. Yeah. Um. You know. Twice a week, whatever it is, something I'll I'll give you an example of something that we've done as a family. I try to capitalize on a time when the whole family is together. And what I've done is is I have little cards uh, or something at our dinner table. So when we sit down to eat dinner, I don't do it every night. You know, we don't eat dinner together every single night, but I try to anytime we sit together. I'll grab one of these cards. It's by a group called the Tiny Theologians, and they're they're great little cards. Um, they have different sets. The ones we're doing right now are the Fruits of the Spirit. And so I'll pick one of these cards up, and I'll read off of this card, and it'll have a Bible verse, and we can read that Bible verse, and we can re- we can repeat that Bible verse while we're eating dinner. You know, it's mm-hmm. and that that's the thing is a lot of times this stuff can be done really at, at easy times where it's not like, all right, every it's not like you're trying to herd cats into the living room. All right, everybody's got to sit still for, for 10 minutes while we read this, you know? Yeah. Everybody's already still. They're going to sit down and eat. Everybody's got to eat. So why not talk about it then? Because that mm-hmm. gives you that time. And then it makes that time that you have useful yeah. while you're eating. Mm-hmm. And, and then when everybody's done, you can say a family prayer and you can get up and go about your business. And yeah. so, you know, just just try to think about practical ways that you can do things in your family to kind of disrupt what culture programs us to think we need to do. You know, we need to be at the ball field till 930 at night. We need to be out every single night. We need to do this. We need to do that. You know, we got baseball on Monday. We got soccer on Tuesday. We got church on Wednesday. We got football on Thursday. No, you don't have to do all that. You yeah. know, pick one and do it. I would pick church, you know, but whatever. Um, but make sure that you're spending time at home with your family. Spend some quality family time not being being busy. It's amazing how much will change when you when you take that mindset. It really is. Yeah. So but uh so they they would read, they would pray. Um, and and again, all of this kind of ties in. This is a it's a great way to kind of cut through the distractions when we talk about praying during worship services and even praying during family devotion times. But um when we talk about Advent and Christians specifically, you know, we noted at the beginning that this was this was not necessarily a like started as a Christian thing and started mm-hmm. as a you know, the church did it from day one. No, this is this has been adopted over time, and it's kind of been something that has been molded into this Christmas celebration. And so 
you know, don't think that this is a ritual that's been going for 2000 years and you have to do it this certain way and you have to follow these rules. No, this is Advent is literally just a time to sit and think about the coming of Jesus. And then because Jesus came and he died and was buried and rose again, he's coming again. He's going to Advent again. And so as Christians, we can hold to that and we can hold to the anticipation not only of just Christ's birth, but his second coming. Yeah. And we can fully appreciate that in the light of what Christmas is. Yeah. And and it's it's only because of his birth that his second coming actually makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it, it goes back to exactly what you just said earlier. In the Old Testament, Israel, the promise for Israel was Christ. Christ came. And then for Christians... The promise is that Christ is coming again. Yeah. And so that is the essence of what Advent actually is. Mm-hmm. That is, boil it down to its root cord, that's what it is. And so, you know, be encouraged. You know, I, I want you guys to be encouraged. The next two weeks, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through each one of these little themes, and we're going to do little mini Bible studies. Um, we're going to talk about each one of these and how Christ is our hope, how Christ is our peace, how Christ is our joy and how Christ is our love. Um, and, and, you know, we just want to offer this time as a way to help you think more about Christ Mm -hmm. because that's what Advent is. Yeah. You got anything else? I have nothing to add. You want to talk about? I it's don't. a short week this week. We knew it, it was going to be a little bit short. <laughs> yeah, but we're setting up for the next couple of weeks, and um, we will uh, dive deeper into those four topics or those four themes mm-hmm. um, over the next two weeks. We'll do two each week and um, look forward to diving deeper into that with you guys. And um, Anthony, I would like, I guess I'll pray for us tonight. Will you do that? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. And uh, we'll uh, let 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 the people go. <laughs> let, Pharaoh, let my people go. Yes. So <laughs> all the references tonight. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. So, um, God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for this time that we've had to uh, lay a foundation for what Advent is, and uh, to to just talk about. Um, you're coming, your your first coming, your second coming. Um, God to to set our minds on on what the next few weeks mean in um, in the lives of believers all around the world to that are um, getting ready to celebrate um, you coming to earth and taking on human flesh and living a sinless life and. Um, just being exactly who you said you would be, being exactly who you claim to be, God. Um, and we thank you for the next couple of weeks as we dive into these themes of uh, hope and peace and joy and love. Um, God, I pray that um, we are um, just filled with your spirit, with your words, with your love, with your um, just, I pray that everything that we talked about tonight and that, that we talk about over the next couple of weeks um, prepares the hearts of those who listen to this to um, 
celebrate Advent and to be um, more prepared for celebrating um, your just just to celebrate you. And so, Jesus, we just thank you for um, who you are. We thank you for this time of year we get to uh, remember and honor and worship you for um, for what you've done for us. We love you, Jesus, and um, just pray you continue to um, be honored and glorified in all that we talk about here on this podcast and um, pray that you continue to use us to impact others. And we pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, Michael, is it who's doing it tonight? I think it's your turn. It's my turn. I think it's so. Whoever doesn't pray. (laughs) Yeah. If uh, Anthony, if our listeners want to find us on social media, and such, where would they do that? Finding us on social. I can't find words. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Don't worry. I just had a little brain aneurysm. It's fine. <laughs> oh, God. All the, the words ambulance? just came out of my mouth at one time. All of them. <laughs> um, on social media, you can find us Instagram, beards and Bible underscore, Twitter, beards and Bible P1. As long as Twitter exists. We don't know if it's going to last much longer, but it's still here now. <laughs> so if Elon Musk starts another thing, are we going to jump over to that? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. I'm not big to adopt uh, platforms like immediately. So should we take our $8 and get our blue check mark? Um, no, I'm. it's it, <laughs> not worth it for me. <laughs> oh, Sorry. Man. Sorry, Elon. You're not getting my $8. Anyway, Twitter, so Twitter Pierce the Bible P1. P1. <laughs> Facebook, search Beers and Bible Podcast. And email, you can email us at beersandbiblepodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up with all of your wonderful recommendations, all of your ideas about everything that we're doing wrong. And we will gladly send those right to the trash can. Uh, no second thoughts about it. No problems at all. So send us those and... There you go, Michael. Well, until next week, we hope that your beer stays cold and your Bible stays open. And we'll see you later. Peace out. Peace out.